and welcome to the Boise Coffee Podcast. My name is Colin Mansfield. I'm your host. This is a weekly podcast that I try to put out, and um, pretty much it's everything coffee. I, I've been given some brew, me- brew methods and some tips and tricks, and today is actually going to be the first episode that is one, live-streamed. I'm live-streaming this episode both on Meerkat and on Periscope, and two, it is also the first episode where I am interviewing somebody. So please welcome to the show my guest, Gilles Bruner. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody. Thanks so, for following on, uh, on Periscope. <laughs> yes. So he's, uh, he's a co-founder of, of a company called Algrano, algrano.com. And um, so I'm really, I'm really stoked to have him. This is going to be a good time. So um, we'll just hop into it. Could you give me a little bit of... I, I'm curious to know a little bit about your background. I, I did some creeping online, but nothing too fancy. So I'm interested to hear about uh, your coffee background and just kind of your background as a person. Mm-hmm. So um, my name is Jill Brunner. Uh, I come from Switzerland. Um, I have background in international relations. I studied international relations in Geneva. And... Um, then I, I, I started to work for um, a company that does um, um, trading of coffee, cotton, and, uh, co- and cocoa, working in the sustainability department of this company and developing uh, technical assistance projects for growers in various countries where the company is uh, it's sourcing. I, I got interested in, uh, into coffee um, after two years working in this company while I was sent to Brazil for uh, one year to spend uh, working with growers in uh, in Brazil and I spent one year here in Brazil working for this company after what I quit the company and uh, I started to uh, work on the Algrano idea with my two co-founders Christian and Rafael. You know when you work with coffee or, or or cotton or cocoa based in Switzerland is not very interesting because there's not a, a single uh, coffee tree in, in Switzerland. So I wanted to, to get closer to to the coffee tree and understand uh, coffee from uh, from where it starts, right? Right. Okay. So interesting. Yeah, that's that's how I ended up in uh, in Brazil. So what made you want to? Because from what I understand and from reading about it a little bit, your company Algrano is a social network sort of to make direct trade kind of happen between coffee growers, the producers, and the, the roasters or the coffee shops or whatever. Is that correct? Yeah, that's totally correct, yeah. Okay. So what – I mean, I guess my first, my first question, the first thing that kind of popped into my head when I was reading about this was like, was this sort of a natural thing as you were, as you were in Brazil kind of meeting with the growers and figuring – was this sort of like, oh, like why hasn't anybody done this yet? Or was this sort of an idea that came about over time? No, that's, um, that's how it started. I mean, I was uh, visiting growers every day here um, during one year. And what I noticed is that uh, growers here are very connected. Their sons are all on, uh, on Facebook. And uh, um, at the same time, they are producing uh, specialty coffees and they want to to get closer to, to, the, to the market, to the rosters. And yes, some, someday we realized, oh, I, I had this idea to, to bring the growers on the platform. And instead of uh, 
of trying to get information from the growers to uh, create nice profiles on the um, on the web page. I thought let's let's uh, bring the growers online and uh, let them tell their, their story, mm. and that's how how it how it came about. Okay, so I, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of reading. I did a, a, one of my episodes was on direct trade versus versus fair trade and like fair trade mm-hmm. certification and that whole that whole kind of rat's nest of terms and acronyms and yeah. stuff. But um, I'm curious what your, what your thoughts are on that after kind of being in the coffee business and especially working mm-hmm. with growers now for so long. Is that, is that like, um, is that really a, a, I feel like in coffee right now, at least on, on the buyer side, on the consumer side, the whole fair trade, direct trade thing is sort of like a back and forth discussion or sometimes even a debate is that is that true for farmers or are they just sort of trying to figure out who who the you know next person to sell to is yeah it's not it's not bad i think that the question at the at the farm level is not uh, put the same way so they don't mm. uh, they don't see uh, direct trade as opposed to fair trade right and um I think it's it's an interesting topic that uh, uh, this discussion around fair trade and direct trade, and I think direct trade goes a bit further or has the possibility to go further than, than what uh, uh, fair trade has done. But I think sometimes we we tend to um, we tend to throw the baby with the bath, with the bathwater, mm. um, trying to uh, say ah fair trade all what fair trade has achieved is. It's not valuable, and uh, and we should uh, we should start with something new with fair trade, and I I don't see it this way. I think uh, fair trade uh, brought many things and it helped many growers uh, during hard times, helping the growers to get a, a minimum price for their for their coffee when the when the price uh, is going down, hmm. and it also incentivized uh, many cooperatives to to be to be created. And for this, I think we should uh, we should yeah just think about it and 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 keep what's good about fair trade. And of of course, there are many things that can be criticized about uh, about fair trade. But I think um, we should rather learn uh, yeah take 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 some learnings about about fair trade and 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 build on this rather than just um, yeah. Kind of putting it to trash and, and starting something new because uh, I think there are lots of things good that uh, the fair trade movement created. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, but what do you think? I mean, just kind of looking at the history and, and the back and forth, I, I tend to agree with you that I think, I think that fair trade had a, a purpose and that in a lot of ways it fulfilled that purpose. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like more recently, it's done a little, like definitely more harm than good, at least in the last decade. And, mm-hmm. um, and so when I see companies like Intelligentsia or Stumptown or some of the bigger, the third wave coffee shops that are a little bit bigger, um, trying to push direct trade, I, I, it makes me really happy just because uh, I, I feel like them having a personal relationship with the farmer, they're a lot less likely to screw the farmer over or to you know, do something like that. Um, as opposed to somebody yeah, who might not. I, I agree. I, I think it's a, it's kind of a layer. 
It's interesting. We are working here in Brazil with um, a fair trade association mm-hmm. called APAS, and it, it's, it's producing. They are producing amazing coffees, really uh, high quality coffees, and. I think we, yeah, it's very interesting because we, the industry tend to uh, oppose uh, quality and fair trade. Yeah. And for these growers, these growers started to, to certify as fair trade a few, uh, five years ago to, to look for a new market. And this led them to produce better quality coffees. And this led them to, 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 to find, uh, to develop direct trade relationships. Mm-hmm. And this led them to, to, yeah, to search ways to better market their coffees. And I think, yeah, that's, that's a path. And uh, that's, yeah, there are some very good incentives also in the, in the fair trade movement. It, it, it forces the growers to, to find new ways to, to, to market and to sell their coffees. And I think for that, um, fair trade should at least be um, recognized. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. That's a that's a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to get back to Algrano for a second. And mm-hmm. when you, so I, I'm I've been sort of reading up on on you guys a little bit. And could you just kind of walk everybody through what what the process is? They build a profile, and then is it you know what what comes next after they go online and they create an account? Uh, what happens yeah. after that? Yeah, so we are working with uh, with growers. We we help them to uh, to create a profile for their farm, um, and then they that's the first step, right? That when they create the profile, they get uh, visibility of their farm um, within the specialty market, within uh, roasters uh, who are interested in developing direct direct relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next step is. Um, we create we created the concept of the online container or the virtual container. Okay. Um, this works the following way: um, the container there's a, a, a container with a defined origin and a, a defined uh, destination. Mm-hmm. Let's say Brazil to Europe, and a, defi- a defined um, arrival date. Let's say uh, we have a container that will leave Brazil in December and will arrive to Europe in January, mm-hmm. and then we have a list of growers who are linked to this, uh, to this container. During six weeks, they present their, their coffees online in this container, in this virtual container. The first two weeks, the roasters in the, uh, at destination, so the roasters in Europe in this case, yep. are able to um, ask for samples. So this lasts another go. two weeks. And then there are two uh, additional weeks during which the roasters can uh, taste the coffees, the samples that they order, and uh, make their make their offers. And uh, after these six weeks, we close the container, we um, prepare all the coffees that we are sold, and we ship it with a, with an exporter. Okay. Basically, that's that's the idea. Okay, gotcha. So for, yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay, so. So when when people order it and they get their they get to cup and re- I, by the way I think that step's really interesting that you included that where they get you kind of get the samples and then you get to cup and review it um, exactly that's really interesting to me I feel like I, yeah. I feel like that meets a lot of I feel like that meets a need that most roasters would probably have mm-hmm. and, and an issue with yeah. direct trade I feel like 
Um, yeah. Okay. That's cool. So yeah, that's, that, that, there is an interesting point with uh, with reviews. Why why are we asking the, the 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 roasters to write reviews about the coffees? That comes straight from the growers. The first time we met the growers in two thousand and fourteen with the with the first version of the platform, we presented it to them and they said, ah, you know, for us it's very important to get feedback on the samples because they send they send samples and they they said we often do not get any. Any feedback on the on the coffee we on the samples we send. So by asking the, the roasters to not only uh, get the get the samples but also review the, the samples online, this uh, this this adds a lot of value for the for the growers. And this is one thing. And the second thing is that by um, asking the roasters to to um, provide a review of the coffee. It also helps the other roasters who also ordered a sample for, from this coffee to yeah, make the decision or influence the decision about, about uh, a coffee that they, that they tasted. So they can taste the coffee and then re- read what the others say and compare and um, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was watching a video from Stumptown uh, a number of years ago, a couple of years ago at least. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were in this, it was like a short video, just kind of going through their, their direct trade process. And they had this really fascinating scene in it where, um, the growers were there and the, the, whatever they call, whatever the guy's title is, the director of, of coffee or whatever the guy at some town in charge of interacting with the growers. Um, he was, he was brewing the coffee. He was brewing coffee with the beans that they had grown and then Stumptown had roasted and he was making coffee for them to taste it. And it was the first time they had tasted, for many of them at least, it was the first time they had tasted their own coffee brewed, you know, the Stumptown way. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that, was, that was really interesting. That was, that was pretty powerful that, you know, the same sort of idea, what you're saying, a lot of times they don't get the feedback for yeah. the beans that they're painstakingly a lot of times growing and processing and everything. Yeah, exactly. That's also, that's also the idea to... Not only bring the growers closer to the roaster, but also bring them closer to the consumer. Yeah, that's uh, that's the next step. So now the the first container, the first coffee is sold by Nicaraguan growers uh, to um, um, to the um, roasters in in Germany and Switzerland. So the first coffees are arriving right now at the roasteries in uh, in Germany and Switzerland. Okay, and we want we we are creating some tools. Um, for the roasters to be able to connect the, the, their consumers directly to the um, to the farmer and enable some feedbacks from the from the consumer mm. directly to the to the farmer because this is also important. Uh, farmer puts a lot of effort in producing high quality coffees, and they 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 would love they would love to um, to know what the consumers want. Uh, yeah. Okay. What the consumers think about their coffee, how they like it, and and uh, we found an interesting way to uh, to do it, but I I can't I can't uh, tell you here what's what it's uh, exactly like because it's a surprise, and I suggest the the people who listen to this podcast to to follow us in the coming weeks because we we found a, uh, a creative way to connect growers directly with consumers. Interesting. Okay. Is that is that going to be through 
through your website, or is that a an app or a tool of some kind that that you're yeah, it's a it's a mix of paper and social media. Okay, I would say. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, interesting. I look forward to seeing that. I that's yeah. something I definitely want to want to take a look at in the in the coming weeks. That'd be awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Um, for all the listeners out there, uh, if you want to follow Algrano, and I'll, I'll say this at the end as well. But um, you can follow them on Twitter. Uh, their handle is at Algrano, A-L-G-R-A-N-O. And um, they're, they're just getting, it looks to me like they're just getting their, their social media wave started. So I'm sure in the coming weeks, there's going to be a lot more information about this stuff. Um, okay. Exactly. So uh, from my understanding, is you, guys, yeah. you guys actually launched the website in June, correct? Correct. Okay. So... Uh, and you're saying that um, some of the first samples are starting to arrive now in Europe. Is that that's what you were just kind of mentioning? The the first coffees, those the, the first, first coffee banks, okay, arriving right now in Europe. Okay. And right now there is a second container from Brazil this time, uh, which is online, which we launched um, in on Saturday. Excellent. We launched the second container online with growers from uh, Brazil, and this second container is heading to to Europe again. Okay, so, so, second, yeah. so that, that first group has already gone through the sampling process and they're actually getting their, their coffee now. Exactly, okay. exactly. Awesome. First six frosters. Sweet, that must be, that must be re- this is a really exciting time for you guys then. It is, it is. No, it's very exciting. Uh, we, we, we are, yeah, we are thrilled to see this, uh, this coffee is arriving in, uh, in Europe. I don't know if you checked on, on, the, on the website, but you can... Uh, you can follow the the first container when it's crossing the the ocean. Okay. So we we have a tracker that is following the um, the boat, the ship uh, leaving Nicaragua and going to um, to Europe. Excellent. That's really cool. I'll definitely have to check that out. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So. I gotta ask how how is it how's the reception been? What what's been some of the feedback you've gotten from people signing up? Has it been overall positive, or are, have there been a lot of things that you guys are are trying to you know fix or overcome issues or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the most basic feedbacks are very are very positive. Every every grower, every uh, roaster that we meet, they when they see the solution. When they when they uh, see the roster, when they see that they are able to um, that they are able to, to source directly at the origin and, and know the price of getting a coffee, one single bag of coffee directly to uh, to to their roastery, the price of that. This is something that they have never seen, and they look at both growers and roasters when they see the solution. They look at it with big eyes, yeah. and um, that yeah, that's. Very good feedbacks for us, and about 170 roasters signed up since uh, June, and uh, we just passed today uh, the 100 uh, producers. Yes, um, that is and, awesome! Right on. Yeah, and um, we won also on, on June when we launched the platform. We launched the platform at the um, SCAE, uh, so the Specialty Coffee Association of Europe annual event in uh, Gothenburg, uh, Sweden, Yeah, and we won right away the, 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 um, the award for the best tech innovation of the fair. So, um, yeah, that was, wow, you launch and you get directly a, an award, that was amazing. Now, that's great, now, wow. Yeah, 
and um, but we are we are learning it, right? So we are very uh, attentive, or we pay attention to all the feedbacks that we get from the different um, uh, from the different people, and we want to improve. So from the first from the first container that we put online in June, and now we launched the second. Already many things have uh, have been updated. Um, we improved the social interactions on the platform. It's possible to like pictures of growers. It's possible to comment pictures of growers. Uh, and on the on the more uh, um, on the on the container side or of the platform, uh, we've improved also um, how we explain the three steps, meaning ask for samples two weeks, uh, receive the sample and and review the sample two weeks, and um, and uh, make your orders on another two weeks. So. We, we need to, to explain uh, this process because we, we thought about it, but we, we need to explain, explain it better, how, we, how it works and all that. So, okay. yeah, we are we're in continuous improvement. Okay, yeah. No, I can tell. I mean, it looks like you guys, this, this, the operation you have looks, looks really – I got to compliment you guys. I mean, even just from the, from the sort of bystander seat that I'm sitting in, kind of looking from the outside in – I can tell you guys have put mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of work into this. It's it's pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you. So, I, who came up with this idea? Was this like your? Was it sort of a, a uh, you know a group effort sort of thing, or was it like you know ah, oh, Eureka? You know somebody had the idea. What 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 caused you guys to to get to this spot? I'm I'm pretty blown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely a, a group idea. It's definitely a group idea. Um, I remember it was in April 2013. I was here in Brazil visiting farmers, and I had dinner one uh, one night. I was alone and uh, came back home. Had this idea, and I skyped with Christian, who was based in in Chile, and I started to to tell him about this idea to create a platform to bring, to bring the growers on the platform and to connect them to the to the rosters and it started like this it was was definitely not the same uh, uh, idea or it was definitely not the same uh, platform that we have now so sure. it evolved a lot and uh, we adapted the I don't know if you're familiar with the lean startup approach where you start very small we start with a very simple thing that you try to test, and then you get feedbacks from your users, and from this you build something else, and you don't, you, you, you try to learn at sure. every step. So that's what we did. We, we created the first, the first platform um, in, uh, that we launched in April 2014. And from this first platform, we learned a lot by presenting it to, to growers here in Brazil, uh, to presenting it to roasters. We went to the uh, SCAA event in Seattle in 2014, uh, to the same event in Europe. And yeah, this, the, this, the, the platform evolved a lot uh, through this back and forth with the users and getting feedback from the users. So, Cannot say it's it's all my idea. It would be a, a terrible uh, a lie, and my co-founders would uh, 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. like it at all. So it was definitely a, um, a group effort. Yeah, Christian just tweeted at me that you're fired or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can be. Can, can be. Can be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, okay. So you, you get this idea. You guys start the lean startup thing. And you actually, you participated in a, uh, in a startup competition of some kind in, in Chile. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. That's and, how it uh, got kickstarted. So uh, I was saying I was here in Brazil. Uh, Skyping with Christian, a um, good friend of mine from Switzerland who was based in Chile and he was working there, uh, he's been, he had been working there for two or three years and then after a few weeks of, uh, of exchanging on Skype and uh, WhatsApp, uh, messaging, um, we thought Christian say, ah, there is a startup program here in Chile, let's, let's try to, to apply. I was like, no, we, we don't have anything. We just have an idea. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's try. And it was definitely the, the right move because it forced us to put something on paper and to get concrete with our idea. And we presented and we got selected and that's how it started. We, we all quit our job and we started to develop this first version that we presented. And then last year, uh, we, uh, we are looking for some additional funding and we applied to a second um, startup program, this time here in Brazil, uh, called Startup Brazil. It's a government, uh, Brazilian government uh, startup program. And we got selected in September again. And this is why we are now all three together, the three co-founders based here in, uh, in Vitoria, uh, in the state of Espírito Santo here in Brazil, uh, since January until the end of November, participating in this uh, Startup acceleration program in Brazil. Wow, that's that's an incredible story. I'm 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 really stoked for you guys. That's uh, that's great. That must have been kind of a leap for you then to. I mean, at what point were you certain that you wanted to to give up your job and and like jump jump into this? Was that like a, a you know what I'm just gonna do it, or did you kind of wait until ah, is this thing gonna work? Well. On my side, I was—I uh, decided to quit the, the company I was working for um, uh, before having the idea. Okay. Um, I decided to quit, and then um, we started to think about the idea. I was still employed, and then uh, when I finished, I had planned to take some vacations. I had planned to go to, to India for a couple of months with my uh, girlfriend, and we won the startup Chile program and changed a bit the plans, but uh, was great. Was definitely great. So uh, instead of taking some vacations, I I went to India, but I worked with uh, Christian every day on this uh, on this on this on this project. Wow. Okay. Cool. One of, one of the other things that I was pretty curious about. I, I mean, I looked at your your pricing thing a little bit, but I kind of mm-hmm. want to hear it from you. How like how did you develop? How are you making money off this? You know, because it's yeah. free. It's free to join the community, which, by the way, I think is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Not having a, a price wall in there yeah. is, is an interesting an interesting move. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you guys get the idea, and what, and how do you make money off it for the people listening? Yeah. So first, yeah, the, the community for us is really the the core of uh, of Algrano. We want. Uh, we are on a mission to, to bring the growers and the roasters together, closer, 
Uh, we think that uh, uh, bringing growers uh, that are uh, they they are not hipster, right? The growers. It's already it's always uh, very uh, interesting to see uh, to see growers in uh, in coffee fairs because uh, you have the the growers coming there for a few days and they they mix with. Uh, with uh, people with big beards, and uh, it's, a, it's an interesting mix, right? And uh, we thought that there is a lot of uh, meaning to bringing growers and, and roasters together. So that's why we say that the community will will always be free. Uh, we want the growers to, to learn about the specialty coffee market, to learn about their clients, what they, what they want, what they are looking for, what they need, and... So that's the, the community, and then, uh, well, to support to support this, we we also need to uh, to charge somewhere because otherwise we won't be able to continue developing these uh, these tools. So what we do is uh, when there is a successful um, sale on Algrano between a roaster and a grower, we charge a percentage on the sale, and okay. percentage is a between 10 and, and 15% on the, the price of the coffee at the origin, so before it's shipped uh, to, the, to the destination. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. And, and how's that been working so far? Do you guys, have you guys found that it's, you're able to grow your business from this pricing model, or has that been an adjusting thing in, in and of itself? No, I think that's a, that's a workable model. Um, um, financially, I mean, we are still uh, not breaking even uh, financially. We are still investing a lot in developing this uh, this tool, and um, yeah, but that's that's normal. That's part of uh, of building building a, a company. Um, but we we are quite confident that over time, increasing the, the volume that will be um, sold through the platform. We'll be able to um, maintain and develop the, the platform further. Oh sure, hell, you guys are just getting the first, the first containers just coming in now. I could, exactly, I wouldn't imagine exactly you to be in a in a different phase than you are. It sounds like uh, sounds like you're on the right trajectory though, for sure. Have you gotten yeah, and again? Oh, go ahead. As sorry. I said before, we, we 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 are following the 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 lean startup approach where we go step by step. Right, right sure. now. Our objective is not to, uh, uh, yeah, to be financially uh, sustainable at the moment because we know that right now our objective, number one objective, is to demonstrate that our model is working, and um, yeah, we'll 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 think and we'll uh, we'll work on the on how to make the the business uh, profitable, um, yeah, in a, in a later stage. For sure. we, obviously, we are thinking about it, and we are we are very attentive on how uh, how the business model can work. But it's not our number one preoccupation at the moment. No, absolutely. Yeah, that that makes complete sense. You, it sounds mm. like you guys have been to a fair amount of of coffee fairs and fest, festivals or expos that those kinds of things. Um, have you gotten much pushback from people like you, what you guys are doing is is crazy? Like it's that's not going to work. You gotta you gotta have some massive, you know, infrastructure between the the growers and the buyers, or you just gotta make that relationship 
uh, you know, directly. There's no, there's no room for a social network. Have you gotten any of that, that negative feedback, or has it all been pretty positive so far? Since early, the most of the feedback that we that we got are very positive. I have to think, uh, yeah, who came up with a negative feedback. The, the feedback that we get is uh, how is, is more on the on how to scale up the the model. Yeah, but that's that's something that we can uh, um, we have ideas on how to how to scale up the model and um, yeah, I think that's not the, the number one question that we have to to have now. Everybody when they see the, the platform, they say they are, they are yeah they are impressed and they are. Uh, they are saying that's what we've been waiting for 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 for, for a long time. So uh, the question right now is now is not how to make it scalable. Is is really to develop something that is that has never been developed and show that it can work. And then from this, and uh, we believe that with the support of both growers and and roasters, we can we can move forward and uh, and we can make it scalable with the community, right? Right. Oh, yeah, and I, and I feel like that's that's really the only... Uh, I mean, uh, well, the thought that kept running through my head as you've been talking and as I was, as I was reading about, about the company was why hasn't this been done yet? You know, why, why has it yeah. taken this long for something like this to come out? I think you guys are, are hitting the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. I think the... It's... It's, it sounds quite simple, and it's the basic idea is quite simple. But uh, at the same time, there are many many details that you have to pay attention to, and how you do it is uh, is maybe the question. I don't know if you may be been familiar with Coffee Link, was a, a startup founded in uh, 2011, I think, uh, in the U.S. Um, that had a similar idea to uh, uh, bridge growers and, and roasters. And I think that they they did not manage to to get it right uh, or to to get it to the to the next level, and it was because it was not possible five five or ten years ago. Now we have much more tools uh, available uh, to to do it. The, it's it's the right moment. We have uh, an increasing internet penetration in every countries. Uh, a few months ago, I, I remember I heard uh, the CEO or founder of Google, uh, Eric Schmidt, uh, saying that in 2020, the whole world will be connected. And I think that we have to work with this perspective. And yeah, um, yeah that will definitely support our, our model over time. No, I, yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, I think also there's, there's never been as much interest in coffee n- you know, as there ha- or there, there's more interest in coffee now, I should say, than there really ever has been, um, mm-hmm. and certainly it's been increasing over time. It's not like it's jumped up suddenly out of nowhere. It's been a steadily increasing thing. But I think, yeah, I think now um, people are starting to view it as less of a commodity um, and as more of a specialty beverage or a craft beverage or whatever you want to call it. And my hope is yeah. that that ends up reflecting well on, on your business and on your, uh, I think your hope for, for yeah. growers as well. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think we should, we should really 
leverage this uh, movement towards uh, drinking better coffee uh, as a way to support the growers who produce it. Right. Uh, because, uh, I mean, that's much better for growers to uh, be able to pro- produce something that they yeah, that they care about, that people want to want to know about, that they can add value on top of their of their product, rather than working with commodity. Uh, every growers that you talk talk to here who are interesting in in producing quality coffee, they say that yeah, it's it's much more interesting. And for for the new generation, we always hear that the new generation of growers are. Uh, are not very, um, yeah, are leaving the farms. Um, but I think that that's part, that's part of the of the equation. If if they can if they can work on some on a product that they, they can improve, that they can be proud of, that they they can even then start roasting their own coffee, right? And right. but that that starts with knowing what you produce. That starts with knowing that. Uh, uh, if you dry your coffee this way, you will uh, it will get a better a better taste. But you also, you need to understand what's a better taste, and all all these efforts that the growers have to do in the end ends up in having them understanding their product better and being able to add more value on their product. And to me, this is yeah, this is real development. Gotcha. So you mentioned, and I mean, we've kind of been talking about it this whole time, I guess, but sort of the, how the, the world's coming together, as you were saying, Eric Schmidt, you know, with 2020, everybody's going to be connected. Um, what's your hope for, for Algrano when it comes to expanding to the rest of the world? Are, as far as, um, I guess, I'm sure you've thought about it on all counts, but um, mm-hmm. coming from the consumer standpoint, my interest lies more with the the roasters and how they're going to be able to, uh, you know, roasters. My understanding is right now it's it's in Europe uh, that you're focusing mm-hmm. on prominently. Is that correct? For for uh, yeah. the roasters. Exactly. Right now we are, we are starting in in Europe. We see a, a big need for for this kind of solution in in Europe in the in the specialty market that is uh, that is blooming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, our our plans to then move to another uh, continent and to another uh, country, both on the on the consuming side but also on the producing side. Right? Sure, of course. Um, we are starting here in Brazil because that's not only because I've worked here for one year, but that's also because that's the best place to start. Uh, to start such a solution because the growers are, are connected, they are more connected than uh, any other uh, producing, probably any other co- producing country uh, in the world. So that's why we start in Brazil. We want to develop the, the platform, the model here in Brazil, in, in other countries also of South America. We are thinking already of uh, adding one or two new uh, uh, origin as of next year. And then when the solution will be um, more robust and more tested, then we'll start to move to uh, to other countries, producing countries. Yeah, no, of course. It seems like uh, all the 
you guys over in Switzerland, I know you're not in Switzerland right now, but you guys over in Switzerland get all the cool coffee stuff before the rest of us, I swear. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think the U.S. are, are pretty, pretty much uh, advanced in uh, in specialty coffee. Uh, yeah, um, I think that, that Europe is uh, is following uh, the U.S. Um, path in terms of uh, specialty coffee. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have the impression. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so so if I'm in the U.S. and I'm a I'm a producer right now, basically you guys are saying that you can get the coffee from the from the producer, uh, you know, over the ocean to Germany, and then it's it's basically up to us to figure out how to get it from Germany to the U.S. to you know New York or Chicago or El Paso yeah, exactly. or wherever. Yeah, I think I think for this container, it's going to be. I mean, for the container that goes to Europe. Then it's difficult to get it to uh, to the U.S. because then uh, the costs of uh, shipping it from uh, Europe back to the U.S. is uh, is big. So sure. for this container, for this second container, it's definitely uh, targeting the European market. But um, as of I think I, I think as of next year, early next year, we'll uh, we'll have a, a new container that will be. From Brazil, for example, going to the U.S. And once there is one container going to the U.S., then it's available to uh, the whole U.S., right? Right. So you so guys, you guys are going to probably have a uh, a warehouse in the U.S. Then, sort of a receiving point for that market at that point. Exactly. The, okay. We would be working with a freight forwarder. So freight forwarder are um, the companies that unload the coffees in the port and um, warehouse the coffees and then split the, the coffees and, and, sh- and ship it to the different uh, rosters. So that's how we were working in, in, uh, in Europe. Uh, there is a, a freight forwarder who uh, receives all the coffees that have been um, bought by the, by the rosters and then they know, ah, okay, we have two bags that goes to, the, to this roster, we have five bags that goes to this roster and then they they ship it. Okay. That's that's also something that we are we want to we want to do is we want to to show that coffee trade is not it's not rocket science, right? There are 300, 300 uh, container arriving in Europe every day. Three hundred coffee container arriving in Europe every day. So it can't be that difficult, right? Right. We want to we want to show also to to the roster. We want to, uh, yeah, show to rosters interesting in directorate that there are some things to 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 think about. But trading coffee is not that complicated. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I I'm really excited to see where you guys go with this. Um, I think that <laughs> I think you guys have a have an awesome. Certainly an awesome product, but also just an awesome model. And it sounds like mm-hmm. you've you've done a fair amount of thinking about how you do want to want to scale it, or or at least grow it, and hope, yeah. hopefully scale it with the growth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the I guess the last the last big the big last big thing I wanted to touch on was if um, if I'm average everyday consumer right now, not maybe not a roaster, but just somebody mm-hmm. who's who. Uh, you know, goes to wherever, goes to their local coffee shop and buys coffee, you know, three or four times a week and attends their nine mm-hmm. to five and all that. 
how, how can I support you guys or get involved to, to help you guys in what you're doing? What's the best way? What, what can you guys use from the consumer standpoint? Well, at the moment, what we, what we need is people to, uh, to believe in what we do and, and uh, followers on the, on the social media share what we do. Um, I think that's, that's what we need. Uh, we need to, to have people to uh, realize that we also believe that we are, we are on something that is um, on a project that is, that is great for the, for the whole industry, for the growers, for the roasters, for um, um, yeah, the consumers also to have more um, information, direct contact with the growers to bring the people together. So we believe that we have something great and we need, we need the consumers to also believe in it and, 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 and push us and uh, support us in what we do. So that's, I think that's how people could, uh, could help us right now is by spreading the word, uh, sharing on, 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 on social medias, um, talking to people about, about what we do. That's, that's how people can, uh, can support us. And in the second step, once we'll be reaching the American uh, market, then, then we'll have other, other ways for the, for the consumers to support uh, the way we do. And it's, this is linked to uh, the surprise I told you about uh, a few minutes ago. Excellent. Well, <laughs> I will be following closely. You can bet that. Okay. And when the surprise Great. launches, I'll, uh, I'll send it out to my followers and, and get it out there for sure. But, cool. um, Hey, it's been great talking to you, man. Thanks for, thanks again for agreeing to, to come on and, um, enlighten me about, about the company and just, I, I, I kind of, I can tell you have a passion for this. I mean, it's obvious in your actions, but, but just talking to you, it's easy to tell you have a passion for this. So I love talking yeah. to people who are passionate about coffee. Great. Thanks. Thanks Colin for this uh, great interview. Uh, I'll be following, uh, um, your podcast more closely, uh, now and, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep in touch and let's, uh, uh, be, be in contact back in, uh, in a few weeks. So, um, yeah, we have some news for, for you, for you and yeah, to, to follow our development. Right on. Hey, maybe, uh, maybe I can have you on here again sometime and we can, uh, talk about the company as it goes. I'd, I'd love that. Great. Yeah. I'd love that too. All right. Gilles, thank you much. You have an Thanks. excellent rest of your night. I know it is late. Go get some sleep. And I hopefully will. hopefully Christian was joking and you'll have a job in the morning. I, I don't know for sure. I hope so. I hope so, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Colin. Yes, have, have a good, good one. Night. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye. If you'd like to keep up with Algrano, you can follow them on Twitter at Algrano, A-L-G-R-A-N-O. And if you didn't catch the live stream this week, you can catch it next week on Meerkat and Periscope. At Colin Mansfield is my handle or at Boise Coffee. Thanks and have a great week.